Preacher and Prayer by Ian Bounds Chapter 19 The perplexual hurry of business and company ruins me in soul, if not in body. More solitude in early hours. I suspect I have been allotting habitually too little time to religious exercises as private diversion and religious meditation, scripture reading, etc. Hence, I am lean and cold and hard. I had better allot two hours or an hour and a half daily. I have been keeping too late hours and hence have had but a hurried half hour in a morning to myself. Surely the experience of all good men confirms the proposition that without a due measure of private devotions, the soul will grow lean. But all may be done through prayer, almighty prayer. I am ready to say, and why not? For that is, for that it is almighty is only through the gracious ordination of the God of love and truth. Oh, then pray, pray, pray. William Wilberforce Our devotions are not measured by the clock, but time is of their essence. The ability to wait and stay and press belongs essentially to our intercourse with God. Hurry, everywhere unseeming and damaging, is so to an alarming extent to the great business of communion with God. Short devotions are the ban of deep piety. Calmness, grass, strength, are never the companions of hurry. Short devotions deplete spiritual vigor, arrest spiritual progress, sap spiritual foundations, plight the root and bloom of spiritual life. They are the prolific source of backsliding, the sure indication of superficial, superficial piety. <coughs> they deceive, blot, rot the seed, and impoverish the soul. It is true that Bible prayers in word and print are short. But the praying men of the Bible were with God through many a sweet and holy wrestling hour. They won by few words, but long, long waiting. <coughs> the prayers Moses records may be short, but Moses prayed to God with fastings and mighty cryings forty days and nights. The statements of Elijah's praying may be condensed in a few brief paragraphs. But doubtless, Elijah, who when, quote, praying, he prayed, unquote, spent many hours of fierce struggle and lofty intercourse with God before he could, with assured boldness, say to Ahab, quote, There shall be, there shall not be, dew nor rain these years, but according to my word, unquote. The verbal brief of Paul's prayer is short, but Paul, quote, prayed night and day exceedingly, unquote. The Lord's Prayer is a divine epic for infant lips. But the man Christ Jesus prayed mighty in an all-night ere his work was done, and his all-night and long-sustained devotions gave to his work its finish and perfection, and to his character the fullness and glory of its divinity. Spiritual work is taxing work, and men are loath to do it. Praying, true praying, costs an outlay of serious attention and of time which flesh and blood do not relish. Few persons are made of such strong fiber that they will make a costly outlay when surface work will pass as well in the market. We can habituate ourselves to our beggarly praying until it looks well to us. At least it keeps up a decent form and quiets conscience, the deadliest of opes. 
we can slight our praying and not recognize the pearl till the foundations are gone. Hurried devotions make weak, fe- weak faith, feeble convictions, questionable piety. To be little with God is to be, is to be little with God is to be little for God. To cut short the praying makes the whole religious character short, scrimp, negatively, and solvently. It takes good time for the full flow of God into the spirit. Short devotions cut the pipe of God's full flow. It takes time in the secret place to get the full revelation of God. Little time and hurry mar the picture. Henry Martin laments that, quote, want of private devotional readings and shortness of prayer through incessant, incessant sermon making had produced much strangeness between God and his soul, unquote. He judged that he had dedicated too much time to public ministration and too little to private communion with God. He was much impressed to set apart times for fasting and to devote times for solemn prayer. Resulting from this, he records, quote, was assisted this morning to pray for two hours, unquote. Said William Overforce, the peer of Kings, quote, I must secure more time for private devotions. I have been living far too public for me. The shortening of private devotion starves the soul. It grows lean and faint. I have been keeping too late hours, unquote. Of a failure in Parliament, he says, quote, Let me record my grief and shame, and all, probably, with private devotions having been contracted, and so God let me stumble, unquote. More solitude and early hours was his remedy. More time and early hours for prayer would act like magic to revive and invigorate many a decayed spiritual life. More time and early hours for prayer would be manifest in holy living. A holy life would not be so rare or so difficult a thing if our devotions were not so short and hurried. A Christly temper in its sweet and passionless fragrance would not be so alien and hopeless a heritage if our closet stay were lengthened and intensified. We live shabbily because we pray meanly. Plenty of time to feast in our closets will bring moral and fatness to our lives. Our ability to stay with God in our closet measures our ability to stay with God out of the closet. Hasty closet visits are deceptive, defaulting. We are not only deluded by them, but we are losers by them in many ways and in many rich legacies. Tearing in the closet instructs and wins. We are taught by it, and the greatest victories are often the results of great waiting, waiting till words and plans are exalted and silent and patient waiting gains the crown. Jesus Christ asked with an affronted emphasis, quote, Shall not God avenge his own elect with cry day and night unto him? Unquote. To pray is the greatest thing we can do. And to do it well, there must be calmness, time, and deliber- deliberation. Otherwise, it is degraded into the littlest and meanest of things. True praying has the largest results for good, and poor praying the least. We cannot do too much of real praying. We cannot do too little of the sham. We must learn anew the worth of prayer. Enter anew the school of prayer. 
there is nothing which it takes more time to learn. And if we would learn the wondrous art, we must not give a fragment here and there. Quote, a little talk with Jesus, unquote, as the tiny saintless sing. But we must demand and hold with iron grasp the best hours of the day for God and prayer, or there will be no praying worth the name. This, however, is not a day of prayer. Few men there are who pray. Prayer is defamed by preacher and priest. In these days of hurry and bustle, of electricity and steam, men will not take time to pray. Preachers there are who say prayers as part of their program, or regular or state occasions, but who, quote, stirs himself up to take hold upon God, unquote. Who prays as Jacob prayed, till he is crowned as a prevailing princely intercessor? Who prays as Elijah prayed, till all the locked-up forces of nature were unsealed, and a famine-stricken land boomed as the garden of God? Who prayed as Jesus Christ prayed, at, as out upon the mountain, he, quote, continued all night in prayer to God, unquote. The apostles, quote, gave themselves to prayer, unquote. The most difficult thing to get men or even the preachers to do. Laymen there are who will give their money, some of them in rich abundancy, but they will not give themselves to prayer. Without which their money is but a curse. There are plenty of preachers who will preach and deliver great and eloquent addresses on the need of revival and the spread of the kingdom of God. But not many there are who will do that without which all preaching and organizing are worse than vain. Pray. It is out of date, almost the lost art. And the greatest benefactor this age could have is a man who will bring the preachers in the church back to prayer. Thank you for listening. And if you like this, please subscribe and consider liking my Facebook page and joining my group, Jesus Answers Prayer. May God bless your day. Hola, somos Mark y Pearl Lambert, y somos los ministros de Jesús Responde las Oraciones. Si le gusta este ministerio, por favor ayúdenos a apoyarlo. El enlace para donar se encuentra en la descripción a continuación. Gracias y Dios te bendiga.